From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, North Korea fires over 200 rounds of artillery from north of South Korea's border islands of Baekmyeong and Yeonkyong. President Yoon Suk-yeol vetoes two special probe bills, one of which concerns allegations against First Lady Kim Gun-hee. And the ruling and opposition parties seek measures to bar general elections nominations for those prone to engaging in hate speech. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. North Korea fired over 200 rounds of artillery from north of South Korea's border islands of Baekmyeong and Yeonpyeong Friday morning, prompting authorities to issue evacuation orders for residents in the area. According to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the firings took place between 9 and 11 a.m., with the point of impact above the northern limit line, the de facto maritime border, with no damage inflicted on the South Korean military. The military termed the latest firings as provocation by the North that threatens peace and escalates tensions on the Korean peninsula, following the regime's unilateral termination of the 2018 inter-Korean military deal on November 23, 2023. The JCS urged Pyongyang to immediately suspend the provocation, gravely warning that the regime is responsible for the escalation of such a crisis. It said the militaries from South Korea and the U.S. are in close coordination as they track down and conduct surveillance on the North's movements, pledging corresponding measures to the regime's provocation. The South Korean military conducted a live-fire drill on Friday in response to North Korea's firing of hundreds of artillery rounds. According to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the 6th Marine Brigade on Bingyung Island and the Yunpyeong Unit on Yunpyeong Island conducted live maritime shooting drills using K-9 self-propelled howitzers and tank guns at around 3 p.m. This marks the first time that Marine units deployed to the Northwestern Islands have conducted such drills since the inter-Korean military agreement was signed in 2018. The initial provocation by the North is the first time in 13 months that its military conducted live-fire drills in the maritime buffer zone since sending shells toward the East Sea in the Gosong and Gumgang areas of Kangwon province on December 6, 2022. An evacuation order has been issued for residents on the northwestern border islands of Yunpyeong and Baekmyeong on Friday following the North's artillery provocation. According to Ongjin County, authorities have issued the order for Yunpyeong residents every 30 minutes since the first was issued at 12.02 p.m. The local Yunpyeong-myeon office called for the evacuation of residents to eight shelters on the island per a request by the military, while the Baekmyeong-myeon office aired a similar order for its residents. An official at the Yunpyeong administrative office said the alert is related to a North Korean provocation and a maritime countermeasure from the island by South Korean forces and added there are no reports of damage from residents. Maritime authorities also suspended operation of passenger ships linking the border islands to Incheon. Further ramping up tensions, North Korea has reportedly planted a large number of landmines on the road along the Gyeonggi railway line within the demilitarized zone since early December of last year. A military official said that since North Korea declared its abandonment of the 2018 inter-Korean military agreement, South Korean military surveillance assets have detected the North planting mines on the road abutting the railway. 
The road connecting the two Koreas was completed in 2004 and was used by officials of companies operating in the inter-Korean Gaesung Industrial Complex after the Customs, Immigration, and Quarantine Office opened in 2006 at Dorasan Station, just south of the border. The North has also apparently completely restored several of the 11 guard posts within the DMZ using concrete. Having destroyed 11 posts in accordance with the 2018 agreement aimed at easing cross-border tensions, Pyongyang began rebuilding them and beefing up its military presence in the DMZ after walking away from the pact last November. President Yoon Suk-yeol on Friday vetoed two special pro-bills, one of which concerns allegations against First Lady Kim Gun-hee. The ruling People Power Party says the president did the right thing by vetoing the evil laws meant to influence the general elections, while the main opposition Democratic Party accused the president of abusing his power. Max Lee has this report. President Yoon Suk-yeol has vetoed two special pro-bills railroaded through parliament by the main opposition Democratic Party a day after his office received them on Thursday. One involves allegations against First Lady Kim Gun-hee of alleged stock manipulation concerning Deutsche Motors, while the other targets six members of the so-called 5 billion one club involved in the Taejang-dong land development scandal. According to Presidential Chief of Staff Lee kwan Yoon's veto of the pair of bills was a reflection of the president's responsibility to protect human rights and constitutional values as the guardian of the Constitution and the rule of law and to fairly oversee the elections. The DP, however, accused the president of abusing his veto power to bury misdeeds by his wife, adding that he has prioritized his family over public interests. With the latest veto bringing Yoon's total exercise of the power to four instances, public sentiment may turn against the ruling bloc ahead of the final stretch before the April general elections. The DP could also request jurisdictional adjudication by the Constitutional Court in light of the difficulty of overcoming the president's rejection, which requires a majority of lawmakers present for a vote from which two-thirds in favor overrides the veto. Despite its parliamentary strength, the main opposition is 20 seats short of the ability to unilaterally achieve such a result. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The presidential office said it will consider establishing a separate office to manage the First Lady's activities. A senior official at the top office told reporters on Friday that while the administration had not set up the office as part of a campaign pledge by the president, it will be reviewed upon support from a majority of the public. As for appointing a special inspector tasked with investigating corruption among the president's family members, the official reiterated that such an appointment would require a recommendation from both the ruling and opposition parties. The official said the ruling People Power Party stands by its previous commitment to cooperation on recommending a candidate for the role should the main opposition Democratic Party cooperate to recommend a head for the Foundation on North Korea's Human Rights. The official added that consideration of the two matters is not related to a set of bills on special counsel probes into the so-called 5 billion won club in the Daejeong-dong development scandal and First Lady Kim Gun-hee's alleged stock manipulation, which were vetoed by President Yoon Suk-yeol. Ruling and opposition camps are said to be considering, in the process of nominating candidates for the general elections, penalizing those who make remarks that promote politics of hate. 
Both camps have already introduced punitive measures in the nomination process for those who have caused controversy with problematic remarks in public appearances, but are now aiming to further tighten the criteria for excluding nominations in the wake of the latest attack against main opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung. A figure who used to be part of the ruling People Power Party leadership told Seoul-based Yonhap News Agency on Friday that both camps should not allow people who have promoted politics of hate and rage to be in politics. PPP interim leader Han Dong-hoon hinted at the possibility of slapping penalties on such figures in the process of nominating candidates for the general elections when he spoke with reporters on Thursday. He said South Korea society and people will not tolerate remarks or politics that encourage hatred. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index shed 8.94 points, or 0.35% on Friday, to close at 2,578.08. The tech-heavy Kosdaq rose, gaining 12.08 points, or 1.39%, to close at 878.33. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy. Thank you.